Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Scout FPL Winners with me, Rich, and of course, Gianni. How are you, Gianni? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm really good to be here. It's been ages since we streamed. So, I'm, firstly, like I love the Sunday night streams now, and we've been doing it for a few weeks. But secondly, I'm doing it with you, mate. And I think we last streamed together on the Scout channel probably two, three years, probably two years ago. We did quite a lot of watch-alongs together, didn't we? We did, yeah. It was like me, me, you and Seb. I'm just adjusted. Yeah. By the way, I'm hosting tonight, so I do apologise for the if there's any technical issues. But yeah, no, it's been, it's been a long time. I mean, I... I remember we actually did a watch along for Arsenal when I think Odegaard had just signed for Arsenal. So I guess that dates it a little bit. Good memory, mate. Good memory. Um, I mainly remember uh, because I got him and Smith Rowe mixed up. (laughs) Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, I hear you. Um, So yeah, look, guys, good to see so many of you in the chat. I hope you had good green arrows. I think many of us may have had reds. Uh, But look, we'll talk a little bit about our teams um uh, towards the end of the show but i think we'll kick off with look this stream is all about identifying the winners of the game week and with that we chat through the best games of the game week the best games from an fpl perspective usually and of course those involving all the big teams so rich i i guess tonight we'll touch on of course today's games arsenal liverpool games but then we're gonna have to look at chelsea we're gonna have to look at spurs and brighton as well so shall we start off with the super sunday clash because jesus is back Arsenal looking good. I thought Martinelli and Odegaard, considering they had loads of cells this week in FPL, both looked probably brighter than Saka, although I know you're a big Saka fanboy. If Saka, if Arsenal had won that penalty today at 1-0, I'm pretty sure Five Live commentary said it was Odegaard that was holding the ball ready for it. And again, Odegaard had scored the goal. So what's your what's your take there with Pens? It's kind of Odegaard in the game where he's playing really well as the club captain, having scored a goal, he'll probably take them, right? See, I, it's made me strongly feel like it's going to be 50-50, as in they're probably yeah. going to alternate. Like, I know Odegaard made those comments, didn't he, that they were going to... Like, he almost thanked Saka for letting him have one. Yeah. Let it come as one. But, yeah, it doesn't feel like a nailed-on situation. Mm, I guess yeah, they, yeah. they're going to share them. So, they're, they're the best two assets. Like, I mean, I myself, I sold Martinelli this week for Sterling. Um, I'm, yeah. It's never going to be a good time to sell someone like Martinelli, as in he can always he can always return. But I think the standout players are Saka and Odegaard, and we got like you say, Jesus is back now. As oh, in, I know he nice didn't start one. today, but I feel like in, in the coming weeks, especially when Chelsea's fixtures turn, he's going to be one yeah. we're going to be looking at too. The beauty of Jesus now is most of us don't have three Arsenal assets, so we're not blocked from him like we would have been two weeks ago. We've sold an Arsenal mid, or many of us have sold. Gabriel or even Saliba owners now I think will might be looking to move on um which will be an interesting one let us know in the chat if you're a Saliba owner and what you're planning on doing or indeed if you're a Gabriel owner good to see CH and Nobby Abdullah Dave and Adam and Gary all in the chat we're reading all the comments tonight as well we might answer one or two questions so look we, we've done a little bit on asking what about United because I thought it's it's hard after half an hour but Rasmus Hoyland's going to be a handful um he looked bright um Rashford on the left 
that's exactly what we want. He's a long-term hold, I think, but many will look to ditch Rashford, maybe to Son. Do you think the goal today changes that? I think so. I mean, he could have had a couple, Rashford, today. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad he's finally scored, as in I know he got a couple of assists last, last week. But it is tricky because, I mean, United haven't looked incredible. Um, and then when you're looking at Tottenham scoring five against Burnley, it's really hard not to want to make that move. And obviously with what Chelsea did last week against Luton, I know it was Luton. They didn't look as good today, but I still don't see United as better than Chelsea. Like I, I see them yeah. quite, quite level. But then, game, but then game week eight, there's a good chance we want to captain a Man United player, potentially. Because I mean, United are at home to Brentford. That's the same week that Arsenal play City. Is that, that at the Emirates? That's at the Emirates. That's at the Emirates, mm. yeah. So there's parts of the Etihad, had, I'd still go Haaland. But if it's at the Emirates, then yeah, that's the one where you go, mm, I don't think I can go Haaland this week. That's the thing. But then would what I... Chelsea actually, have? Would I want to... Cap um, Chelsea have got... They're away to Burnley. So I guess you look at what Spurs did at Turf Moor and it makes yeah. you wonder. And maybe it's, maybe it's too much forward thinking because when you look at game week five, I mean, I'd much rather have Son or Madison. So home to Sheffield United, isn't it? For Spurs. Yeah. Whereas United, but then they have two Brighton. tricky ones after that. Do you th do you think you'll have Son in your team game week five? Then I don't think I will. I, I want him. Like yeah. I mean, you know, if I was going to free hit, if I was going to wild card, I would. And one of the reasons I waited on Madison was because I wanted to see if Son was going to play number nine. Oh. I'm almost certain now he's on penalties as well. Yeah, he mate. Yeah. He's on He's on. Yeah, I agree. Like mad. Like the three we're looking at are Son, Madison, Richarlison. Well, there's a good chance Richarlison won't be on the pitch if Son's playing number nine. And Madison, with his record and the fact he's vice-captain, not captain, it's it's Son on Peds. Mate, I wonder if we can go to the Spurs game because I've got the average positions map and I just want to point out yeah, Son's positioning for those that perhaps didn't that watch the, the game. It was, it was... I thought if Son plays down the middle, we'll see Perisic come in, but obviously it was Solomon. But the front three and then I look front four because you include Madison in that looked really good didn't they and like i think off the back of that result it would be really hard not to play that same front three against sheffield united at home yeah i mean i don't think that that's going to change i mean Sol solomon was quite a surprise as in i think he's the key to richarlison not playing which then makes potentially makes son son the better pick yeah i really really want one it's just though it's this one game because if you look obviously they're at home to sheffield united who probably won't be playing the high line and then we've got, I mean, two really tricky fixtures for Spurs. They're away to Arsenal, you know, at the, at the Emirates. Then they're at home to Liverpool. Liverpool, who I guess we'll get onto in a little bit, looked much, much better today, even without Van Dijk. So they're kind of like, we want them now, but then will we want them next week and the week after? A bit like, you know, people who wanted, say, Bowen, you know, West Ham assets this week. Yeah. They then go into two tricky fixtures. I, I I hate that the international breaks here. I love international football, as as do you. But I kind of want. I don't, I don't want to have to wait to make these decisions. I just want to make them now. I don't think there's too many others in the FPL community in terms of content creators, certainly for fantasy football scout that do love international football as much as me and you, mate. I know. We That's are. Why I we are right up there, aren't we? <laughs> I was gutted about Pickford. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Um, let's look at our Spurs average position map on the right-hand side of our screens, just to, to focus on number seven Spurs uh, for Spurs, Son. So obviously he's central. We can see wide on, on camera right, but on the left was Solomon. But then Madison, who's been sort of central left every time this season. So he does sort of play closer to whoever's on the left and whoever's on the right, including Zewski. But look how advanced Mads is. Like 
we thought um, Postacoglu was coming in and playing 4-3-3 with two number eights. But one number eight is playing alongside Basuma, the DM. And it's not. It's two DMs with Madison in a complete free role. And I don't think we see this much in the Premier League anymore in terms of an out-and-out free roll number 10. Even at Leicester, Madison didn't really play that. So I know Son's got the headlines this week, but Madison still clocked another return. And in terms of value, obviously you're paying a lot less. If you don't own Madison and you can't reach Son, I still think Madison's just the the, the best pick in that price point. Um, and I love the way Spurs are playing. So there's definitely an argument to say, could you double up and accommodate Son? But it's who do you sell him for? And we're both thinking it's going to be tough to sell Rashford. Are there any other players you'd consider selling him for, Rich? Like, if you if you had money in the bank to go to from someone like a Matoma up to a Son, would you? Matoma, I would. But like you say, it's... I'm it's about 0.4 someone... short of that move. Yeah, see, he's one I would. Because I've got... I mean, I've got Embremo, and he's one I, I wouldn't sell for Madison. Right, yeah. I don't want to sell either of the Man United guys for Madison. I still don't want to sell Sterling. I mean, I've only just bought Sterling. Still wouldn't yeah. want to sell him for Madison, and then Saka. So, mm-hmm. who who do you sell? I think the key thing is you have to have five midfielders. I think it's yeah. going to be really hard for people to have two Spurs attackers, and especially when they're then going to look at that you know Arsenal away fixture, the week after the international break. Like, if I was gonna... on a four three three, I think I'd take a hit to get get the five mids now. Just get it over and done with. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, if you're on that or or four four two, I think the the five. The five mids is pretty much non-negotiable. I, I did see one team that was four four two, and it still looked very very good. But okay, I mean I can't see it being I can't long term see that being that being good. Yeah, no, me neither. I think you need those five, as you say. Yeah, Spurs I would are sell... interesting because they haven't got a technically a striker from FPL, <laughs> an FPL point of view. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I would sell Bruno for Son. I think. I wonder if that that luxury midfield pick, like let's say Son's the luxury midfield pick in game week five. Do we need that many transfers elsewhere in our team? Like the front attacking lineup in terms of striker spots feels like, you know, fairly set and forget. The defenders, we're not seeing the need to make too many transfers. Yeah, maybe we'd like to make a goalkeeper transfer or two. But I wonder if we could just go, we're going to go Madison because he's got a great fixture. And then we're going to go back to whoever with a good fixture game week six. Um, Foden, whatever. Um, I wonder if we could just have fun and go for one week punts with that fifth, not fifth midfielder, but with that luxury midfield spot. Like that's the dream scenario, but there's always just seems like there's probably another fire to put out elsewhere. And also, I guess you touched on it earlier, but people sold Martinelli earlier this week. People sold Odegaard earlier this week to, you know, to bring in like a, they're not really punts because Madison and Sterling, you're probably going to want at least midterm. But the, the midfielders are so good. I don't think it's like a guarantee. Unless like a player's injured or a player gets suspended. Yeah. I just don't think that there's any guarantees. And I mean, there's not many clean sheets either. Like, you know, teams play, you know, I mean, how many were there this week? Was it two? Two, I think. Yeah, Liverpool was one of them. Yeah, we should move on to Liverpool. That is a nice little segue there. Um, I will. I think, did, there we go. Did Trent, I think Trent was back on three bone. If Trent returns in a game of football and keeps a clean sheet, he is so good in the BPS that he usually clocks out, lucks out in the bonus. Like, and again, I think he, I think he did today. Um, guys, good to see so many of you in the chat. If you can hit that like button, that'd be amazing. Um, and also, if you haven't already like signed up to the Scout members area, do check it out. 
we're using loads of info from the scout members area today. And Liverpool, again, I just wanted to show the average positions to check out where both Trent and Cash played, because I think the defence for both Liverpool and Villa is interesting because Villa have been so good under Emery and we like we like 4.5 million defenders and Villa have got a few of them. Cash was so attacking last week where he got his brace. But today, and we can see Villa on the right-hand side of this screen, it was actually Luca Dean on the halfway line, way more advanced than Cash on the right. And Cash played as a out-and-out -out winger last week. Well, today, and as you'd expect against weaker opposition, he was much deeper. But against good opposition or lower half teams, I think Cash will still be dangerous. But Trent, despite getting the assist and despite getting the bonus, like fairly inverted there. We can see him the wrong side of the halfway line and not super advanced. Like, what's your take on Trent this season, Rich? And is he someone, because money doesn't feel like it's an issue, is he someone you're, you're eyeing up? I mean, it's interesting because I've actually got Robertson in my team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who's actually surprisingly taking yeah, corners from both sides. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'd much rather have Trent. And I guess a game like today shows why you pay the money for Trent over, over someone like Robertson. But I was surprised by Liverpool. I mean, without Van Dijk, I didn't expect them to keep a clean sheet. And when you look at the XG from the members area, yeah, 0 0.69 XG for Villa. You know, they kept them very, very quiet there. Yeah. It, it's tough because there's so many cheap defenders who are doing well at the moment. But are they going to do well like long term? Like Adoki's had what attacking returns in the in the last two games, for example, for for Spurs. But I think come the end of the season, Trent's going to be the number one defender. Like I don't think that's bold to say that. I think it'd be very surprising if he wasn't or he'd have been injured. Yeah, that run in at the end of last season was just amazing. Yeah. Like we all had to, and those that jumped on Trent really early from like game week thirty onwards were yeah were were rewarded. But I think he went um, off injured gone. as in yeah yeah seventy two ish minutes. But it's hard with the international break, so you, I don't don't worry too much. And and you you wait for the press conferences, but you'll probably get a ton of training ground picks. He did get in the England squad, I assume. He did. And to be honest, I think he's it's one of the rare ones where he'd actually probably want to play for England, as in he's he took so long to actually break into yeah. the team. Oh yeah, he got he's listed as a midfielder on the team yeah, sheet as well in terms of the squad announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Henderson. But um <laughs> yeah. I mean I think he'd actually want to play for England, so that that would be interesting. As in I, I think a lot of the times players are settled, especially the big names, they're settled, they probably don't care if they miss it. But he's yeah. obviously tried for so long to actually get into the into the actual team. So that that would be interesting. And he's just so expensive. So we're talking about players like Son. I mean, yeah. look at the defenders people have got. I mean, are they really going to go like Ruben Diaz or Guardiola all the way up to Trent, who's like, what, three million more? Two and a half, three million more? Yeah. We don't have a graphic for Man City, I don't think. But what was no. Guardiola was benched. Yeah. Um, oh, good to see uh, FPL teach mode Andy in the chat. Flapjack beat... Andy, by two points, make sure you're tuning into ScoutCast this week. Um, <laughs> and he has Rico Lewis. Uh, we'll so see our team in a second. Um, Rico Lewis did come on for Man City. Man City made five subs, which, is, which they, they haven't been doing much, I don't think. I think it was game week one, maybe game week two. Pep made zero subs. And as a Guardiola owner who didn't want him coming off the bench for a one-pointer. I was thinking, oh, God, more subs, more subs. But yeah, I, was, I was delighted to see the likes of Rico Lewis come off the bench and, and not Guardiola. Um, I think with Guardiola, if you do own him, like, don't be too worried. We knew this when we bought him. Like, You buy Diaz if you want to spend the extra 0.5 to probably get eight or nine out of 10 starts in the Premier League. And if you buy a Guardiola or an Akanji, possibly an Ake, although I think he might be a tear down, um, you might get seven or eight out of 10. 
I think you're still going to get your seven. Worst case scenario, probably six. And you take the points when they come. And if not, you have an Estupanan or an Adoji or I've got Colwell ready to go as your fourth defender. Um, so one to one to consider. And where does Rico Lewis rank on that? I guess one in 10, maybe. I'd say, <laughs> could, you get, could we go 1.5 out of 10? Just, yeah. just if we're bookies. That. I'll take that. He might be leaving soon, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So this means... Are you blocked from going to someone like a Foden? Yeah, and that made my move easier last week because I think a lot of people between Sterling, Foden, Madison, yeah. I'd at least narrowed it down to I couldn't get Foden. You love Foden too. I do. I love Sterling. Yeah, to be yeah. fair. We we like very similar style FPL players. Like they might be X minutes risk. Like are you a Jota? Are you a Jota? Because I'm a big Jota, Jota fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, do, I don't care if they're not 90 minute men. Or I don't even care if they're not now to start. If I'm like, the team's firing and when they're on the pitch, they're getting huge shot volume. Like Darwin last season, I think I punted him game week two, got sent off. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, I, no, I remember that. I was, because I saved the money to get him in and yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was it was it me, you late riser and Booner in a league together? And I swear we all like they were like, I mean late riser, late riser and Booner are very different managers in terms of their like elite ability, but the four <laughs> of us all like the same type of player. We it's do, yeah, and that's why we started that league because we were ranked quite lowly because we took a took a few risks that season. But it was a season where if you punted, you were really out. I remember I went triple city like for the first few game weeks and ignored. I don't know Salah to have De Bruyne and City kept drawing games nil nil. It was like City never draw games nil nil. What was going no, on? It was yeah. I think there was a lot of people doubled up and Stone scored a brace that season. I think we'd gone yes. for the attackers. Yeah, there was a yeah. I was all out of attack by then. It was yeah. a double game week, wasn't it? With Stone's header. That's the one. That's the one. But yeah, there doesn't seem to be any clean sheets this season. Like we said, yeah. Liverpool were one. I actually can't remember who the other clean sheet was. Oh, it's Forrest. Of course it was Forrest. Forrest, who, by the way, have been like game week one at the Emirates. Arsenal put up less than one XG. That doesn't happen at the Emirates. Like for for for, for Arsenal to be so, so quiet. I was like, okay, Forrest are probably quite serious. Okay, now a couple of clean sheets. We all bent, many of us bench Turner for Anana. Or I did, if you had both. Um and Forest looked really good defensively this season. Very, very different to last time out, especially away from home. Although think, Jackson, think... that miss. Yeah. <laughs> what was the XG on that? Do you reckon? I, it, I'm guessing here. I, I would give it like a one, but I imagine it was like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8. Like, <laughs> well, if your penalty is 0. 0.78, I know you've got no one in front of you for a pen, but it's got to be 0. 0.78 or higher. It must be. I mean, the goalie was there, but still, it was. Yeah, the goalie was, was there. So, it was so close. <laughs> I mean, that was the only difference. I mean, yeah, if the goalie wasn't there, it would be... It, it was on a bounce as well. It wasn't a slight bounce. Does does XG care about the bounce in front of you? I don't know. We need I, Seb. Where's Seb? Seb? Seb would know. I'll ask him. I'll send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are different XG models. It is worth noting. If Seb is watching, he'll be going, there's different XG models. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, Kieran says Forrest are a good side. They are. And they bought tons of players. I hope that doesn't disrupt them too much. But yeah, super impressive. Um, well done, Forrest. It was disappointing as a Chelsea fan to see that. And also the goal from Alanga like completely comes from a, an error and it looked at half time and you should never judge a game at half time. It looked like Chelsea clean sheet was absolutely locked and I had double Chelsea defence. I was thinking, oh, it's quite a nice differential, but um, 
Oh, we are similar managers, Rich. That's yeah, the sort of thing you'd do. Like the double, you'd you'd stack up on a double Chelsea defence when everyone else has got two attackers or whatever. Well, I was going to, my original plan was triple, but then obviously we no, no, I thought I heard that on Scoutcast. Yeah, and then it all got all got swayed. What do you make of Chilwell, by the way? Because I've noticed there's a thing with like it. good FPL players, as in think about Alonso, think about Chilwell. Brilliant for FPL, but then are they that good at football? As in, do they help the team? Is that hard? The fact he's being subbed off is telling. Yeah. Like, you could very easily, in a game you're losing, sub Colwell, put Chilwell left back in a four, because you've got the ball tons and you can still be advanced, and then go, I'm going to put my attacker on down the left. He, Poch is viewing Chilwell as a winger, not as a defender or even as a wing back, which is really interesting that he's not willing to even put him there for the last 20 minutes of a game he's chasing. I thought that was a bizarre... And if yeah. he's like, oh, Colwell was playing well, well, take one of your centre-backs off and put Colwell at centre-back and keep Chilwell at left-back. It just shows, like, he's... The manager clearly rates him as a leader and a presence in the dressing room to make him vice-captain, sure. But he doesn't absolutely fancy him to be closing games because that's twice now we've seen sort of 70-ish minute subs. And when everyone in, like, game week one, two, three or whatever was saying about... I use minutes in terms of manager subs, really, I, I play, pay quite close attention to it. And when everyone was going, oh, the Brighton assets are all rotation risks, I was like, well, yeah, some of them are coming off early and that's that's cool. But from the front four at Brighton, it was like Matoma's getting 90 every week, therefore he is safe because the manager wants him closing games. And we just don't see that with Chilwell at Chelsea at the moment. That's the thing. And it, I mean, it's not always bad for a defender because obviously they can get subbed off early, the clean sheet could get wiped. But yeah. I think big reason we want to have Chilwell is because he's, inverted commas attacking yeah do you reckon because he's played all his career at left back or even as a left wing back he prefers running into spaces rather than being in that space already and attacking the box from a much higher position a starting position i wonder because then you're, you're marked right if you've got the highest starting position you're being man you're you're closely marked by the opposition fullback yet as a wing back making a later run you're often ghosting in and I wonder if that's got something to do with it because he ha he hasn't played his career as a wide forward and he's been effectively asked to play that role. I don't remember him being that attacking at Leicester. Yeah, which... like he wasn't one of the league's most attacking, was he? He was, you know, attacking-ish, but nothing special. Well, exactly, exactly. We ne we never really talked about him that much at Leicester. And it was a back four. Yeah, exactly. And he, he, he I mean, he was good in good in that team. You know, he never yeah. got called out for it. He got got a big move. But it just makes me wonder, maybe he got a little bit overhyped as a FPL asset. It's, just, it's, it's an interesting one to monitor because, I mean, I'm not going to be selling him. No, but nor me. I do think, I mean, if James stays fit, I do prefer James still. But that's a that's a big if. I do think James will have pens as well. I know Enzo took one and missed it. And I think Enzo takes the next one if James isn't on the pitch. But we still don't know Spurs. We still don't know Chelsea when James is on the pitch, who's on pens. But well, I'd be surprised if it's not Son and Reese. <laughs> I mean, and Arsenal is a lottery, depending on how well Odegaard's playing in that yep. game, to if he wants to give it to Saka or not. Um, yeah, OK. Um, interesting on Chelsea. Just one final point on Chilwell, uh, Rich. The um, pre uh, He used to run cross-country, I think, for England. Like, he was, as a, like a schoolboy. Yeah, proper good engine. And pre-season, Poch has got, like, a really well-known... I can't remember what it's called. Let me know in the chat. A really well-known sort of cardio test that he's done all, all his clubs. And Chilwell won it this season. And because he's playing at wing back or full back, when he does, 
he can get up and down all day long. And I'm like, again, I feel like he's wasted playing as a wide forward without the defensive responsibility. And I just wonder if Poch at some point mixes things up and goes, I'm playing Colwell left centre-back, Chilwell left back. And I think if he's moved back, which is such a weird thing to say with FPL, if he's moved deeper, I actually think he'll be a better FPL asset. He'll get 90 as well. Yeah, and that, that's, the, that's the main thing. But then I guess what comes into it then is price. And if James is back... Mm. some of us are going to be tempted i mean i I know i am but you i mean you've got so many good assets at the moment do you feel like it was a blip i don't know because <laughs> luton didn't look that bad against west ham i know a lot of people were saying well chelsea were playing luton and i know luton were at home in this game yeah west ham are quite i was going to say they control but quite boring as in they're not going to try and go out and smash a team i mean even the brighton game they won heavily they yeah. conceded possession and just you know they it was a Moyes masterclass in a yeah. way. So maybe it's not, not easy to read Luton off that game either. True. I did. I did. I would have, I probably would have punted on Sterling because it was a fun thing to do. Like if, I don't know, I would have gone Foden and Madison first because I love those guys, but I get why people went Sterling and Jackson for a double up. But I did wonder off the back of the Luton game, I was like, we need to remember this is a Chelsea score that have been like the lowest scoring team in the last have many months going like they don't score two goals plus a game it just doesn't happen so to double up on the Chelsea tap we can only have seven attackers maybe and for those that have gone there with hindsight you might go yeah it it was perhaps a, a little bit eager and I look back and think yeah I'm quite pleased I'm not doubled up on the attack especially if you doubled up the attack and you got you got Chilwell the chat I knew would know Adam came in with bleep test no I'd, I, I that is the only cardio test I'm aware of and no off the top of my head I used to do that one at school but um Maresic says the gay contest and I'm pretty sure that is uh, that is the one Torben says Cooper test I'm not sure what that is maybe um I don't think Killian Chilwell will be dropped so I don't think we need to worry about that Chatsport says was Sancho sold by United but forgot to tell the fans um uh, Sterling too inconsistent I'm not a Chelsea fan says Adam and yeah consistency has been an issue with Sterling in a Chelsea shirt but we did see the form against West Ham. We saw it against Luton and those that punted for Luton were heavily rewarded. Um, let's move on, guys. Do like that stream if you fancy hitting that like button to show support to me and Rich this Sunday evening. Uh, Brighton, Newcastle. I was going to say, when we the, look at the chat the, uh, Jackson might segue into this nicely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what was your initial take from this game? Because it was a load of fun. It was. And I did watch. This is the most game I watched um, this this weekend i did tell you though didn't i i thought it had finished 3-0 i went into the theater i didn't know that newcastle callum wilson had scored in the 92nd minute i just given up watching it um i mean it was it was quite i thought at times it was quite even but maybe it was how brighton managed managed the game um newcastle didn't really do that much in, until the second half i think Pe- pedro's at one i'm i find hard to hard to judge i know he's still quite young um, he looked very good off the bench, like as in last weekend. So, yeah, and, and Ferguson, obviously he's been highly rated. It feels like forever, even though he's only 18, but obviously the, the XG of his goals was low. I don't yeah. want to take it away from him, but there was, I think there was some luck in, in getting a, like a whole hat trick as in the, the first one fell to him. The third one was a huge deflection. Massive deflection. Yeah. yeah the second one was incredible. I mean, they were all good finishes. Don't, don't get me wrong. For an eight for an eighteen year old, but I think we need to maybe step back. You know, he's not on penalties, for example. He's forced some good saves this season early on mm-hmm. as well, and I think he hit the post maybe game week one when he came off the bench. So yeah, he definitely. When I watched that Brighton team with him in it, it definitely looks a lot one better, but two, 
big chances do seem to fall, not big chances, chances seem to fall his way. Like I feel like when I'm watching Jao Pedro or even if I'm watching NCSO, I'm like, oh, okay, they don't, some games you might watch and you go, oh, okay, they've had one shot. But yeah. Ferguson has plenty per game. Welbeck, to be fair to him, also has a ton of chances. But again, just is never going to be as efficient in front of goal, I don't think, as Ferguson. I am interested in Ferguson for better fixture runs. But if you've already got Matoma, then perhaps you've got that attack a little bit covered and the fixtures have turned. This is the average position map, sorry, the average heat map, uh, average touch heat map of both teams. And it's really interesting to see this and go, if you were looking at this, you wouldn't necessarily see a dominant team. You'd go, okay, Brighton on the left-hand side, sure, the keeper was heavily involved with a big patch of red and we know they play out from the back. But in terms of like touches in and around the box, the opposition box, it's pretty similar, right? There isn't much in it. And when you look at the XG from this game, again, it was pretty similar. Both teams clocked a very similar number for XG. But when you watch the game, I felt like Brighton were just in complete control throughout, which is why when we look at stats and eye testing, they go hand in hand and they're so important because sometimes one of those things doesn't fully tell the whole story. If you just watched the eye test, you'd have gone, Newcastle's XG was probably not great and they never had the ball and their average positions were rubbish. But actually, these stats back up that it was a fairly level game, but Brighton scored goals at the right time, were clinical with their finishing and felt comfortable and dominant in the football match. And Brighton can do that to very good teams. Like they can control a football match against good opposition. And that's they're everyone's second favourite team, aren't they? You're right. No, you're right. And also, while you were talking that, I did feel a bit harsh saying Ferguson was lucky for the first goal because you make a good point that someone like Pedro wouldn't be in that position. As yeah. in, you know, he was in an instinctive striker's position. For You know, when Pope parries it out, he's there to tap it in. But yeah, I mean, Brighton at home, they're obviously a very, very good team. Um, I don't know what we can take from this, though. As in, mm. like you say, Welbeck was out injured. Ferguson's a good asset, but he's but he's not on penalties. I mean, would you rather have Ferguson than Jackson, for example? Who, when talking about XG, did Jack Jackson must have put up more or the same XG than, than yeah. Ferguson? Ironically, yeah, I think with the fixtures in mind, I still would probably stick. But Brighton in the good fixtures, I and mean, this was a tricky fixture for Brighton, and they still <laughs> go and score three goals. The underlying numbers suggest they are a top two three attack in the league and I don't think opposition is going to change that they're still going to put up good shot volume and probably goals against tough opposition so when we look at their fixtures turning a little bit maybe we shouldn't be too bothered and maybe we shouldn't rule out a Ferguson well, obviously European yeah. football starts soon though and they have got a tricky group so I don't think they're going to play a B team in Europe because it's a tough group and it's Brighton in Europe they're going to go all out so again that's a little concern and we want a piece of their attack. We talked yeah. about midfielders already, how hard it is to find one. So ideally, that was kind of the appeal of Pedro, as in it was the, a less desirable position and we've got the penalty taker for, for them. So, I mean, maybe maybe someone like Ferguson, if he, if he was nailed, would be a good option at striker because I don't see where else you're, you're going to get that. It was, it's it's also quite nine. ironic how Brighton haven't looked good, looked good defensively, but in this game, they actually did against Newcastle who are you know, a very potent team yeah Brighton United next but then I think it's Brighton Bournemouth that's the, that's the big one I feel like if people have held on to Estepinian people have held yeah. on to maybe not Pedro but if they held on to Estepinian I almost think you just try and hold him another week and then play him against Bournemouth 
because I, yeah. I mean, I was surprised at his EO. I mean, you benched him, but he came on for you, didn't he? Like seventy-five percent EO. Well, while I don't <laughs> like scary. playing the EO game, I was in a pretty foul mood when I thought when I thought Brighton had won three 0 I was in a pretty foul mood last night. If I'm honest with you. Oh, you were out as well. It ruined your day <laughs> a, little, a little bit, a little bit until I turned my phone off and then turned it back on and was like, "Why is Estepinian only got two points on my bench?" Yeah, uh, <laughs> mate. Let's have a very quick look at our teams then. Um, yes, we we'll start with yours. Oh, do we have to? Um... <laughs> so, so go on then. What's my rank? Yeah, so it's on the screen. I mean, to be honest, uh -huh. when I was preparing the screens, you were under a million, but then I, I believe you've got Anana, so he <laughs> went down. He went down to zero. So I mean, you're basically a million and thirty-two thousand. Okay, seventy-four points. But it was it was a tough week this Painful. week, and I mean, most of your players returned. Yeah. Or the midfielders, just not heavily. You didn't get Son level hauls. Yeah, and like I've had players like Foden since game week one, and he's had a few returns of sort of fives and sixes. I think, oh no, maybe he had a nine. No, I think he did have a nine. But again, yeah, nine like last nothing. Week, Foden, yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it was a week before. He had a four last week, didn't he? Came off the bench. That was it. Yep, that was it. And was it a week nine before? Was that? the nine? That was the game where he created like eight huge yes. chances. And... Yeah, I felt like that was a. I, I remember, sort of, I don't know if I tweeted it. In my head, I tweeted it, but I might not have pressed send because I was like, oh, people will say, oh, you're gloating. But I wanted to tweet, I deserved a 20-pointer because I did. You tweeted it in your sleep. In your... <laughs> God, I do that a lot. Um, did I actually send that one or did I go, no, people will have a pop? <laughs> um... no, but you're right. People who had him two weeks ago were very unlucky. I mean, to be honest, this week was slightly fortunate because it should have probably been barred. At, well, it, even Harlan said, Bar should have not allowed yeah. that goal because it was the, it was the assist for the Ake goal, wasn't it? The mm. Bowden assist. But I mean, yeah, all your midfielders have returned. Yeah, I'm happy with and, the mid. And your captain's got. This is what kind of annoys me at the moment. <laughs> but like, yeah. How your captain can get four attacking returns, and you still get a red arrow. It's not like back in the day where Aguero scores four against Newcastle. You captain them, and you talk about it for the next five six years. It's like yeah. you can literally captain Harland. He gets forty points, red arrow. It's heartbreaking that I can't wait till I don't I don't I, I never wrought injury on anyone, but I can't and <laughs> I can't wait till either Harland is injured, suspended, what? or there is another player in the game that somehow produces the same sorts of returns. But if I can't Harland, ever see that. If Harland's injured, we're all going to have Alvarez. It's just a case of but, yeah. But we just, would we would we captain him every that, week? That would be the debate. That will be the debate. And the, so at least there's a debate. At least we yeah. can discuss on Scoutcast every week. You can actually spend some time on captaincy because what's the point at the moment? I mean, I've realised we've done episodes recently. We haven't even mentioned the captaincy, <laughs> and then afterwards, like, oh, we probably should have touched upon it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? I tr I tried on on my channel doing on my my game week preview last week. I did like a little captaincy discussion, and I got. Something I do is I get the average score versus that team, and the, so the history of that player in that fixture, and I average out the last four. Um, and Harlan's average against we had only played I think a couple of times was something like six point five um, against Fulham, and Sterling's average against Forest was something like ten. So Sterling was top of the charts, Harlan was fifth or sixth. There was a few players in between, and I was trying him to like be like, no, I'm not telling you to captain Sterling by any stretch. Probably don't do it. I'm captain Harlan, but. There are other options in this game. like, And is there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there is. Because um, I forgot, did yeah. Sterling get a hat-trick against Forrest last, last yeah, season? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. I think he got 14 points or something okay. in one game and maybe six in the other. Probably or some of the only goals he scored last season, ironically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, was, he's, I, 
Flatjack bully though. That's why I did well against Luton. Like he is good against newly promoted teams. Yeah, and just on Sterling quickly, I was looking around in the members area at the heat map of Sterling this season compared to last before this before this game week. Oh yeah, and I mean it's only very small. It's a small amount of games, but he was getting a lot more touches in like the six yard box. If that if that's anything to go by, as in he didn't really have any last year. Yeah, he you know he looked like a completely different player. So yeah, I'm still hopeful for Sterling. Just to just to move on to a player, I know we're talking about your team and you don't have him, but I am still very very hopeful for for Sterling. Yeah, well let's have a look at your team because I mean Sterling did say post post his Hall game week three against Luton. I've had a conversation with Poch and I want to my my position needs to be a little bit different. So again, you've you've clearly seen that that adjustment and it has worked. And look, Sterling owners count themselves really unlucky that he didn't return against Forest because. There was a few opportunities to return, none more so than putting it on a plate for Jackson, who missed the X, high XG chance we spoke about earlier. Um, so yeah, how how That's are you looking? I mean, Although for my team, because I, I haven't got Jackson, I was I'm not that annoyed that Sterling's assist oh, okay. was, was, was wasted. But yeah, I got probably wouldn't have done much for you, would it? Because you're like Jackson in and around the so community at least. Jackson is so highly owned. Exactly against yeah against people like Mode who was in the chat, I'd have lost out. <laughs> so 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 for that reason, I'm I'm not that annoyed that that Sterling blanked. The only thing I was annoyed about this this week, I mean, first of all, Robertson got a clean sheet, so I'm over the moon with that. But obviously, yeah. six point five million, so it's not cheap. So it's not much of a brag, but. I was between. I was going to start Rico Lewis until we found out it was likely he was benched. So then right. it was between Pedro and Archer, and I didn't think Pedro was going to start, so I had Archer starting. Then we heard about the Welbeck injury, so it's like, oh, I've got to start Pedro. He's on. He's on penalty. So Archer then went to the bench, and I think. I mean, Archer was quite lucky. Like the the Pickford yeah. own goal for you know he scored a wonder goal, then the Pickford own goal. I mean, it was a great attempt, but it's come off back a pick it still hit the post yeah it yeah. wasn't on target um, um i wasn't 100 percent sure if archer would even start yeah nor me because he had started in the carabao cup as well you know like, he hasn't played a huge amount recently yeah. will he will he be eased in but and he got sick i think it was 60 minutes in the carabao cup and it was commented on they just wanted to get him 60 minutes and i, I think he got 70 in the in the end okay yeah it'll but, be interesting yeah to he's see kind if, of if unplayable now like, i mean that's going to be one of the best fixtures they're going to have all year you know at home to everton so while he's a nice yeah. sub, I don't think I'll have a genuine situation where I'm debating starting Archer. And I if know, I had like I a good striker like Jackson, I would have never even contemplated playing Archer. Yeah, yeah. You, fair play though. You had Archer first sub instead of a Stupinan. No, in a Stupinan's high EO, you still had. Like I had a Stupinan first sub, Archer second. Yeah, I mean it's the same result though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I had him same, first sub. Yeah, we both. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, imagine I played Lewis and he blocked Archer coming oh in. Oh my god. <laughs> You would you'd have been a foul mood all international break, mate. Um, would have been. <laughs> so plans for the couple, next couple of weeks. We just enjoy the international football and we try and look. We we consider we continue FPL content. And we think about our teams, but don't make any rash challenge changes early. Forget about price rises early because so many injuries in these national breaks. We see it all the time. Um, we'll be looking at things like flight times for those going to South America and Asia. I haven't even looked at Soms, but again, just consider that. Again, you'll see lots of um, content around that. I need to look um, at El Pedro. Actually, would he even be in the Brazil squad? Probably not. No, I no. doubt it. <laughs> I think he maybe has had a cap. Well, maybe it's just under 21 but caps. But then Richarlison sure. was starting for them. No, he hasn't had a cap, actually. 
No, I mean, Richardson is their starting nine, and now not even Spurs is starting nine. Um, <laughs> okay, good. Well, wildcard as a final note. I mean, your team clearly doesn't need it, nor does mine, but there will be a fair few going in the international break. Like many would have identified the international break as to when I might want a wildcard, um, but I just can't see many doing it. Can you? I did think about it earlier, but I'm did yeah, you actually very, very fleeting. But I, okay. it would be for Spurs players who I then wouldn't want in in game week five. So yeah. no, I'm 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 not going to do it. It's and, just one fixture against Sheffield United at home. That's the thing, and I mean, look how good Chelsea looked last week. What if Spurs then suddenly throw off an absolute dud in in a game that we all think they're going to do well? Then they've got two bad fixtures. Yeah, things what look if very very different, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, and you could still buy your Spurs player. You could go and buy a Doji for whoever for i don't know have you got money in the bank i mean my team i've got a million i've got a million in the bank but i I, actually i wanted to ask you about this because obviously we talked about newcastle so my plan is probably to do rico lewis to share and then i'm going to do robertson to trippier the week after so go into the newcastle defenders Mm. what do you think about that now because i mean we we showed didn't we we showed the brighton newcastle xgs it actually wasn't that bad from newcastle despite your (laughs) <laughs> sorry to interrupt you i think i've got a slight yeah. lag is your stream with praz on th- just like a newcastle defense loving because you two must be the most <laughs> bullish about going for a newcastle defense yeah. that hasn't been actually playing that well or conceding goals <laughs> and also can i just give you another reason why i don't love that go on champions league group they've got psg i think dortmund milan they're always going to have six big games but the six games now are everything and Everything will go into those games in terms of prep, sure, the travel. And I just wonder if we're going to see off the back of those games, the weekend after, three, four days later, the Premier League form suffer. And again, does... I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't see these Newcastle players being used to playing two big games a week. They haven't. Um, Trippier has, sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, that puts me off. When a doji, you could go Rico Lewis to a doji and then you've got your Spurs a bit of Spurs cover. Sure, he's not an attacker, but he's advanced. Um, yeah. But does Newcastle lose into Liverpool when, I mean, they were they were, they were were winning the game against yeah, 10 men. Point. Then they've lost against Brighton, you know, who are a team, they're, you know, they're a team challenging them, but you'll think Newcastle think they're better than Brighton. Yeah. Probably two teams that actually Newcastle want to be better than is yeah. Liverpool and Brighton. They've lost both of those. So can they actually put all their eggs in the Champions League basket? Because... Well, I, I mean, I think they'll do well in the group, in the Champions League group. That'll be hard to but, play, yeah. wouldn't they? But if they don't, will they want to go into the Conference League or something because they've thrown it all away, you know, trying to trying to do well? It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I guess we can make narratives for yeah for everything. And I know me and Praz were probably talking about Newcastle too much, but that's why I wanted I wanted your opinion on it. Um, no, I, yeah. I love you and Praz talking Newcastle, mate. And look, you've got every right to be bullish on that defence. There's no right and wrong here. But um, just one I'm personally not that interested in. But I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of weeks I'm buying a cheaper Newcastle defender. But for the time being, if I don't own a Doji, which I don't, he's probably the guy I'm looking at. Because even when Spurs don't keep a clean sheet, I just feel like he's going to be involved. And they're going to get have games where they score four or five goals and he'll he'll pop up with one. I owned him, a, I owned him in Serie A fantasy last year at times. And he was amazing through the Nazi as, an, as a player, but also a fantasy option. Something that put me off actually was someone saying that he played as a wing back through Dinesi, and obviously he's yeah, playing he did. for Spurs yeah. now. He's not, but I mean, 
he's doing well and he's 4.7 now as well so yeah there's that kind a... of part of me that's like oh everyone else got him for 4.5 uh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. He's also a threat at set pieces. Like not many fullbacks give you aerial threat in the opposition box. Mm-hmm. And again, he's someone they'll send up for corners like a centre back. And I think preseason. Don't quote me on this. I think he scored ahead of preseason. So yeah, he's a threat. But nice. um, oh, I didn't. I didn't realise that actually. Yeah, that, that does sound quite. Long. He's, 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 he's really about, tall for a fullback. I'm trying to think of fullbacks who were good in the air. Alonso was quite tall, wasn't he? But he was all right in the air, wasn't he? Yeah. Probably yeah, just mainly he's... tall, like yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would send him up for corners, I guess, Alonso. But he yeah. didn't. Yeah, he didn't... you're right though. I can't think of many. Let us know in the chat if there's yeah. fullbacks that were sent up for corners and and scored lots. I guess Ivanovic, but he's more. He was a centre back at first and moved to a right back. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, he was amazing, Ivanovic. But he was. Um, he was. Yeah. One of the first premiums. Uh, yeah yeah mate i could chat to you all day but we're gonna wrap i'll speak to you i'm sure very soon um but thank you guys in the chat uh do hit the like button on your way out if you're not already a scout member do go check the scout members area out uh rich and i will be back on your scout channel and similar in the not too distant uh but for now he's been uh rich did i say as you i heard the name as i didn't know if you're talking about me but I'll take it. I'll be called anything. It doesn't matter. It's been a long weekend, mate. I'm also <laughs> nursing a major hangover. 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 God. Uh, but for now, I'm going to wrap us up. He's been Rich, uh, a.k.a. Flapjack. And I have Dan Byrne and Kolarov, two good options. And I've been Janny. We'll see you very soon. Take care. Goodbye. And may your arrows be green off the back of the international break. <laughs>